have a live event we got plenty of topics to talk about we got plenty of things to get into and we got plenty of things happening before the next formula one weekend how are you all doing now listen i'm gonna tell you right now i'm gonna tell you right now this is more about you than it is about me you do not want me to sit up here and talk i talk all week we just came off of a wolves den with our brother thanos had a good time we're going to have more of those coming up before the break is over but this episode is about what you think in order to do that you need to have a laptop or a desktop you need to use edge or google chrome not firefox not not that none of that okay you need to use that so then you could call in or you could join the audience now even with the tablet or a smartphone you can join the audience but if you want to do a lot of calling you need a laptop or a desktop so you can call in and have a good time i'm going to start us off we usually start off with some soft topics and allow people to kind of get in here and, and get the room filled and do all of that good stuff so let's talk about this toto toto breaks his arm i don't know what it is with formula one and drivers, team principals, hell, well, even the coach for the Lakers back in the day doing the Lake Show. This cycling is getting y'all, man. You know, fortunately, Toto is is well casted up, but well. But we also saw that Lance Stroll ended up having a cycling incident as well before the beginning of the season, which a lot of us talked about as far as his impaired ability to drive a Formula One car. And we even saw as much as that, that fatigue, that lack of recovering that was hindering him at first with him taking his stands off the steering, his hands off of the steering wheel, therefore kind of endangering other drivers and himself. All right, we saw that. And that was something that definitely happened. So now we're into this point where Toto goes into the break. And I mean, he goes into the break. I mean, I'm even wondering if he had the cast on maybe before they had the the trench coat on maybe you had to cast in i don't know but you got to be a little bit more careful but you do have to live your life another thing that a lot of us are going to be talking about coming in after the break is the fact that danny rick has zero points yuki brings in another point you know it's one point and it's the only three points that alpha tari have yuki has contributed those points not nick devries and definitely not danny ricardo at this point in time we're going to see what danny's going to end up doing danny has has a few more races more than a few more races to actually do something or to show us something and i want to see what he's going to do because right now it's not looking good for danny rick Right now, it's not looking promising. And I got to say, it's a lot of big crap talking for Danny Rick and Red Bull to say that he's shooting for Perez's seat. Even with Perez's underperformance, is Danny Rick really going to have an opportunity to get that seat? I don't know. Outside Perez probably coming up and saying that he's not going to do what Red Bull wants. Outside Perez saying that he's tired of what Red Bull is doing. Outside of Perez maybe deciding that Red Bull is not the place for him. I don't see Danny Rick getting that seat unless he does something extraordinary in the AlphaTauri, unless he does something Albon S. What Albon is doing at Williams is something that can be definitely looked up on as a positive notion, something definitely that people are being a little bit wild about, putting Williams in places that they were not accustomed to seeing them in the past few years of years. And I think Albon's doing an awesome job. Logan Sargent, not so much. But we will see what Danny Rick does. Now, I do have to say this, and we're going to get into this because this is our first topic and you see it up there. Red Bull cutting costs. Supposedly, supposedly, there's a rumor 
that Red Bull has a clause in Perez's contract that says a gap of 125 points or more, they hold the ability or the option to reduce his pay, his contractual pay. It won't affect his length of his contract, which I believe is 2024, but his pay going into next season could be decreased. Now, I'm going to give arguments on both sides of this because some of this and some of us would say that this actually kind of adds more support to the sabotage-esness that a lot of people think Red Bull may have been doing to Perez. I do not think that it is far-fetched to believe that maybe Perez's car is different. Now, whether this is maliciously done or not is a totally different argument, right? You can have this argument. But it doesn't cost you much to leave old parts, less developed parts, previous parts on Perez's car while you continuously upgrade Max's car. Almost really saves you money if you're not upgrading two cars. What the big point or big idea is about maybe pretty much tailoring that car to Perez, I understand the whole thing, right? We want to develop both cars in the, in the direction of what we feel is the fastest. And supposedly this way fancies Max more than Perez. Well, I mean, where Perez is now really is, you know, it's not really helping you. So if you actually go ahead and say, you know what, let's, what do you want, Perez? What do you need this car? How do you need us to set this car up? Set it up. Nothing is to be lost, but Perez understanding that even if we set this RB19 up completely the way you want it, you're still unable to perform the way we want you to. But what if they do set that car up? What if they do take the opportunity to say, you know what, we're going to set it up, going to give it to Perez like he likes it, do it. And then next thing you know, Perez comes out and he's performing well. What does that say? Does that not say that there maybe should be some room in there in Formula One teams to say, you know what, we, we understand the development direction for these cars is this way, but it's not really helping our number two or our other driver on the other side of the garage. Let's... Let's assist them so that we can be competitive on both sides of the garage. So that both drivers can add as many points as they can to this team. Now, if you do it and the car is just obscenely slow, then that's another thing. But if you haven't tried it, and we already knew when Perez was happy with the car, he was very competitive. And there was a point when Perez mentioned he wasn't happy with the car and things fell off a cliff. The mechanic, big super chat. What's going on? Mechanic says, I heard creepy Marco said it wasn't true. Yeah, that's what Marco said. But Marco said a lot of things, right? Marco says a lot of things. Marco says things like, you know what, Andretti? Buy Alpine. Why, Marco? You got two teams, four cars, and four drivers. Why don't you sell me AlphaTauri? They're not very competitive this season. Yeah, Marco said a lot of things like Perez probably was drunk on tequila. That's why Russell got the best of him on the safety car restart. Marco says a lot of things. Oh, Nick DeVries, he going to come in the lead driver. Ain't no reason for him not to. Marco Helmet says a lot of things. Really don't make it good, true, or that great. I'm just, I'm just being really honest. He said it creepy. Marco said it ain't true. I might look the other way. Just because creepy Marco said it ain't true, I might lean toward it being true. Might just do that. So I want to know, Max passes Perez in the race. We know it puts 22-second gap on him. Is there or could there be some explanation for that as far as talent, 
ability, adaptation, yeah, it could be. But I'm just saying, I don't, I'm not. What we've seen for Perez, and it's true, you know, you could probably isolate some of this thing. The mechanic, big shout out, dropping Wolfpack memberships in. Michael Dixon, congratulations. The mechanic just showed you some love. Big shout out for that. I love it. I love it, man. Appreciate that mechanic for showing somebody some love. You just dropped somebody a Wolfpack membership in the chat. That is awesome. Get into the Discord. Let's have a good time. So, hey, all I'm saying is I'm going to run through these topics and then go do three miles of walking. If I got to, I told you all from the get go, this F1 minute is for you to come on and say yo F1 ish. I just set the stage. Uno, what is Red Bull planning and playing at? Uno's coming in hot. Let's go, brother man. Give you your F1 minute, my twin. Here we go. Can you hear me? Let's go. Yeah, I can hear you, brother man. Let's go. Greetings. We kind of seen what you did last time with um, the chat about Marco and the Red Bull teams. I don't like it. It sounds too dirty, too fishy, and all this palaver that they, they're, they're, just, they're just seeking what we're seeking, attention. That's all they're looking mm. for. Very much attention. Because all the time, this is like you're getting a can of, it gives you wings. But we're not getting no damn wings. What we're getting is chicken bones, bullshit, and fucking scams just to make mm. them look popular more interesting and coming like just like max cry freaking baby we're fed up with hearing red bull because of all that teams they're nothing but a damn cheat they're nothing but playing and they're nothing but no race team at all mm. all they're looking for is more money more money more sponsorship and trying to damn well claim better record titles but at that same time you don't play dirty in a game that is fair and these teams are dirty so if they have two teams what the hell should the other teams not join and do the same like that that's a good point and, and you know what I'll, I'll say this i'll say this mm -hmm. point. i think that i i do think that there should be some intervention with the formula one saying that you know it's it's high time now we know we talked to thanos earlier and we talked amongst mm -hmm. the fan pn and everybody mm -hmm. was saying that you know next season Alvatar is going to be the beneficiaries of RB19 hand downs. Mm. I think that that shows like where does it stop? Because I'm going to say this. If Ferrari decided to give Haas so many options, so many parts, so many upgrades of the F1 SF23, would there not be something said about that going to Haas? So how is it that we're not going to say something if that's the case with Alvatari. That's where the problem is. And I think that they, they should step in and say, hey, you got to sell Alvatari. Uh, it's got, or it's got to be a completely separate shop. You can't operate together. But I'm going to tell you this, Twin, before I go, let you go. You know what I had to get ready for this show, man? Mm. I had stew chicken, rice, and peas, and plantain, man. <laughs> to get myself ready for this show, my brother. Yep. That's what I had to get ready for yep. this show. Now, that's what I call family. <laughs> family recipe. You understand? Definitely. I tell you Not what, I'm through. gonna let you know more when you want a link, okay? But before you do disappear, before I disappear, this what is something got? else that I want to get. Okay, if they can have two teams in the, in this in in the in the in the sport, right? That is selfish, mm -hmm. and the other teams only stick to one, but they have two drivers. And you said correctly right. that they have four. That is damn right selfish. And above all, too much money. That's where the freaking cost cap balance should step, but it's not working with this team. And right. then to it's go on back off from having a world champion legends family.
business to create another Why? set of sports again you know refresh the sport that they did years back and they and they right. treat him like they treat him like um an invalid someone that's not recognized someone that's not talented and someone that is not famous so that to us says that it's damn right dirty disgusting right. and horrible or treating a family legendary name that is going True. to come back and create a better sport and give you more action and along True, with and a GMC, yeah i mean look at it with the gmc the gmc a top branded look on how many how many shows have we tell me twin how many shows along with you doing the fast and the furious how many parts of the car is from gmc tell me and if Amen. anybody out there can actually say oh yeah nah 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 there ain't no gmc no freaking cars and no 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 not even a faster gran turismo gran turismo that's another sports coming out and they are yeah. representing with the gmc right 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 so right. tell me exactly why on earth is this famous guy's family being treated like some scumbag or a chewing gum stuck on the bottom of a shoe and then not regarded to be entering into a sports that his dad has participated and won a championship in that's what i mean participated right he kind of there you go and he still didn't have to participate because at the end of the day he's recognized facts his name Big is shot. in the book his name is in the legend his name is on a t-shirt that every goddamn people can say oh andre ah yeah I uh, know they've been treating them like saying, "What, well, Andre? Take that T-shirt off. Who the fuck right. is that?" Right? That's what I'm and saying. Has, Real twin. Has oh, coming into this, coming into this. That's a dis that's a disgrace, disrespect, yeah. and a bad capital segment to show that they're Americans bullshit go back to with yeah. the russian teams and get the fuck out because at the end of the day you're penske racing nascar so-called indie team and you're not a formula one when andretti teams are right so Big who fan. the heck are they who the heck are they this is what that's Big what shot, got me burn out to say that because at the end when i come on i wanted to partake in that when i listen to you right. said about marco who the fuck is he a one-eyed bullshitting <laughs> crocus dude that don't even know shit because he's jealous right. that he's not a champion so you know what mm. screw the dude off screw them off and red bull go back to the can because that's what you believe we don't want no wings we want facts there we go big shout out for uno dropping it in hot dropping it in hot on y'all jeez that's what hey uno was not playing on that he talking is hey throwing shots at him and marco Musa in the chat says, wait a minute. Horner claims Red Bull is several millions under the cap. How is this possible? Well, I tell you what, we wouldn't know how this is possible if there was a bit more transparency throughout this process. And it doesn't have to be consistently every week, but at certain checkpoints, hey, we've got all the submissions from the teams. At this point in time, the board is reviewing the submissions. Hey, Right at this point in time, we figured out there are a couple of teams that we're going to have to do some extra work with. That, that, that's all we're asking for. But none of that. Jeff coming in. Swaggish Jeff says, is Red Bull just evil? Well, I'm going to see if you're going to make that claim for me, brother. What's going on, my Ferrari shirt wearing brother? Go ahead. You got your F1 minute. <laughs> they, I believe they're the most evil team F1 has ever seen. The management is evil. 
Vicar's probably evil too. We know Max is evil. What the hell is Checo doing? Get out of there. I don't think Checo's evil, but here's here's what I want. Okay. I want the rest of the F1 teams <laughs> to go Alabama dockfight on, <laughs> on Red Bull. <laughs> you are stupid. <laughs> you are stupid. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Jeff. I, I was on a call today, and everybody knows I'm an F1 fan. I wear different shirts all the time. And then one of my the guys I was with was like, Jeff, how come you're not wearing a you not come you never wear a Red Bull shirt? Sure. And I'm like, I, Red Bull would burn my skin. You see flames <laughs> coming. You see my fucking skin melt if I was wearing anything Red Bull. Right. And the guy I'm talking to is Dutch, so he's like, No, Max Verstappen is the best. And I'm like. Okay, whatever. You're evil, too. Right. Big shout out, Jeff. Swag is Jeff. Y'all stay tuned. You never know what Jeff is going to put on next. Big shout out, Jeff. <laughs> it said his skin would get singed off. We got Alex coming in. He says, U.S. customers and the fate of Formula One, which is one of our hot topics today. We're going to let Alex come in and see what he got to say, man. I'm going to give him his F1 minute. What's, What's up? going on, I don't know why she heard, but it's all good. Jinder's a concert. Oh, Alex, hey. But listen. But listen, this lady, Ray, well, hold on. You ready to fire off? Let me start your no, ass for yeah. a minute. You got it. It don't even matter. Listen, go ahead. What you got? Netflix, right or straight, yeah. drive to survive. Okay. 6,500,000 customers left, American fan base gone. Yes. All those things wrapped up is going to completely wash away whatever strangle they thought they had in the States is going to be gone especially if they do not let Andretti in. Oh, now listen, you said 6,500, right? You know how many it actually is? 650,000, I think. 650,000. Exactly. That is crazy. And it's only going to get worse with the writer's strike. There is no, going to be no new D D DTS. You know what I'm saying? Like, F1 has to make a decision how they are going to approach American audiences, and okay. the WWE route is not it. <laughs> We Damn. appreciate sportsmanship and the underdog more than anything in America. And we're willing to spend our money on that. Big fact. If you are cheating, you're going to get all the engagement in the world, but you will get Damn. no fans. Damn. You will get no loyalty. You will not Big get facts. people that keep coming in. And Max is great. Don't get me wrong. Uh, he's a great driver, excuse me. Um, <laughs> but they're clearly cheating and favoring one driver over the other and it's costing them it is and it's it's their fault it's no one else's fault except for theirs so let me ask you this what do what if anything do you think could repair this sooner than later stop having ll cool j do intros at the miami gp this and these corny weird <laughs> Things that these Liberty Media, possibly European marketing department has that yeah. is so out of touch with American audiences and Americans that are willing to spend their money. There is right. no random big surge in, in motorsport. No, mm. people are growing older. People mm. are hitting their 30s. People are having disposable income to get into things that their parents were in. 
this is not no new thing. No, we Thank just got you. money now. We just grew up. Damn. <laughs> we, can, we can appreciate things like engineering and and, and uh, aerodynamics and all these things because we have some type of sense now. But they're gonna waste it all, especially when Vegas costs. What? Your, your mortgage. To that too. Um, it's it's not it's not sustainable. It's not gonna keep happening. Americans cannot afford this. The Europeans can't afford it. It's it's just out of touch. Damn. Alex, factual, very good points you laid down there, especially about the American fan base. We are, and, and I hate when people say Americans ain't in Formula One. Like, do you know how much we spend on tickets? Like, America has the most highest tickets sale, oh, yeah. not ticket price Formula One, and they're paying it. It's not the point. We just don't appreciate cheating in sports. You can yep. cheat in politics, it seems like. Right. You can cheat in other things, but you cheat in sports, it's like we're yep. done. <laughs> we're done with yep. you. Because we have a sense of, of fairness that we try our hardest to stick by. Right. And when you are arrogant and cheating, Oh, it's, yeah, it's a, don't bring that over here. Right. It's embarrassing. No one wants that. And, and 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 Christian Horner thinks they are on top of the world in this crumbling right underneath this paper straw house that they have built. Paper and straw. it's going to come um, for it to come down. And mind you, I am a fan of maybe a year. I I got in. I didn't get in because of DTS. I got in after DTS, but that kind of helped wrap my mind. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if they don't get it together. It's a wrap. Forget all the progress that they made. Netflix ain't coming back. Mm -mm. Nah, because you know they're about their viewership. You listen, know they're about their viewership. You, you, you got Netflix now coming in with, ad, with ads. So we don't need Netflix no more. We can just watch the races on, I mean, you already could on ESPN, no, but what right. I need F1 TV and X, Y, and Z for, especially if, if I don't get the behind the scenes of Drive to Survive. There you go. There you go. Alice unless coming they, in hot. Unless they take the licensing of DTS and put it on the F1. Right, but right, they don't right. even allow the F1 Academy drivers full races. So it's not like they really care about much besides their pockets. Alice, I appreciate you. Come on. You got to come on more often. Don't oh, let this be the happen. last time. I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> I appreciate you. Appreciate Yo, who, who else want to come on and follow that? Listen, we got Mechanic in the chat. No, we got Uno says... Uh, blessings to all the F HOF1 and honored being a member. Red Bull needs to be punished and made prime example and destroyed our entertainment on up Red Bull. Then we also listen. I just saw something. I just saw something in there. I just saw somebody. Somebody in there. There it is. Johnny Joe Bang. Is this the Red Bull hating show or what? Listen, Johnny, this is F1 Minute. And this is the show where you can call on and say what you got to say. So don't be a coward. Don't be scared. Don't be minimal. If you got something to come on and add, come on to the show. It's up there. It's free for everybody. Not many platforms give you the opportunity. Come on to the show. You want a question? You got a debate? You got something else you want to put onto that? Just keep it respectful. Just keep it respectful. That's all I got to say. Mechanic says, and I got Barack away, and I'm about to bring my brother in. The mechanic Mercedes says, someone called Max the Half-Blooded Prince. <laughs> we got movies coming out with Max next. He's learning how to do drift cars. Barack says, I guess I'm the only Red Bull guy. Not true. We got another one right here. But only thing is, Barack don't mind standing up for what he got to say. And he got, oh, shit, Barack, <laughs> he got the damn 
You got the got the score. Oh man, we came back in here. I just came, I just, we got I, the rag on. What's up? <laughs> nah, I just came out with some. Just came back with hanging out with some uh, friends of mine. That, uh, That's a bet, bro. Go yeah. ahead, man. Hey, you got that? Uh, you got that? Hold on, hold on, man. I just gotta tell everybody, Baraka. You know the latest one of uh, uh, Quali got his money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He got paid. Got yes, his sir. gift card, fifty dollar winner. So I just gotta say that, man. Congratulations to you, bro. Go ahead. You got your F1 minute. Um, so I, in regards to the Checo situation at Red Bull, I firmly believe that it's mainly on him. We already had that uh, we, conversation. Yeah, we, I, I agree at this point. Um, now Marco immediately uh, disregard the notion that they're doing a pay cut. Um, okay. but I said, let me entertain the thought. Um, I'm guessing if the if the rumors of the pay cut were true, I'm guessing his contract was incentive based. And based mm. off like the gaps is like, hey, if you don't reach this set goal or milestone under the contract legally, we could do such and such. Right. It's almost Which like every other common. It's not uncommon. It happens in every sports. I know it happens in soccer. Facts. Like, for example, um, Leeds got relegated and we had a player that had a clause that said if their team gets relegated to the second division, that means by right. He doesn't want to stay. He could leave. He could break his contract and leave. So that's mm -hmm. what happened. And in regards to the viewership, listen, I may be that Red Bull guy, <laughs> so I'm not complaining about the dominance. Okay. I'm, I may be in the same boat as when uh, the Patriots had a chokehold in the NFL that made it boring to the point it was very obvious when I was, was okay with it. Do you see that? <laughs> so I'm guessing for certain for certain fans, they're okay with certain things. I know. How we've gotten set dominance can be a bit sketchy. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to deny it. It do, it does look sketchy. Uh, right. I hope. And and for the Andretti, I'm with Uno there. It's like, hey, you know, Haas is not the American team. No. Yeah, they're they're an American-based team. Yes, they have a team in NASCAR. Congrats to them on Sunday for on Monday for winning Michigan. You know. Right. Not Michigan, no. It wasn't Michigan. Michigan. They didn't what win. About they, um, um, hold on, I got it right here. No, because it was RFK that won this past weekend. I just—they're both Ford, so I got them confused. They were both Ford, but they, so I got them confused. But I think Haas either should fix up, or they are pretty—and also they're pretty much Ferrari's chassis development program. Right. That's another so, thing. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I wasn't here when with Thanos when he was talking about the whole AlphaTauri Red Bull situation, but what Red Bull and AlphaTauri have, I think Ferrari has it similar, but it's nothing on paper, but it's in practice, pretty much. Because I remember yeah. last last year, last actually last year in Hungary, they came in with the upgrade and it looked spit for spit like Ferrari. Like it was the white Ferrari. <laughs> it was the it white was called Ferrari. the white Ferrari. It was for the white Ferrari. So I think. F1 should probably question both. I hear it's a question, okay. both Ferrari and Red Bull on how they're doing this whole second program. Right. Not to mention Haas moved into Ferrari offices. Yeah. Yeah. Haas moved into Ferrari offices and they use their wind tunnel and all that. So who knows what behind the scenes Ferrari may gather some. Right. Data. Uh, at least with um, AlphaTauri, I, I think AlphaTauri uses Red Bull, but that's somewhere in the middle of Milton Keynes uh, or Bumfuck right. uh, Austria. Right. Yeah. So I know they're probably putting in money for their um, wind tunnel, but I think 
they should at least be clear on how they're moving along with like a team owning uh a program owning two teams. Okay. Because I know they allowed it with Red Bull under um, Bernie Eccleston. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. they're saying it's like, hey, this was allowed then, and we don't plan on giving this up. And I yeah. think they need to they need to talk. I think they just need to talk about it, see where things should clear up. Right. I'm here. Personally, I'm all for Red Bull keeping their team because they have a chokehold on junior form. They have the they have a chokehold on. There's a lot of junior drivers. Yeah, surprisingly, you know, Alpine does pretty well down there. Uh, yeah, I'm su- Yeah, Alpine too. I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm even surprised that they don't have a, another program in F1, another team to at least send their junior drivers to. Mm-hmm. I think Red Bull were ahead of the curve. It's like, hey, there's a struggling team that needs that are desperately wanting to sell. Red Bull pounce. F1 themselves, F1, the and the FIA both approved of the set sell and right. How, and then they're reaping benefits because a good chunk of the drivers today did come from come the Red Bull. Seat, right. It's like farming. Yeah, you know it's saying? pretty much they far, they're farming. They're out here doing farming sheep and goats. <laughs> yeah, baseball. Exactly. <laughs> it's almost like uh, what the Gwinnett, I don't even, they're not the Gwinnett Braves anymore, but I think the Stripers are to the Atlanta Braves. It's pretty much mm. the Alpha Tower to the Red Bull. I think okay. they're just a development farming program. And of course, they want another Max Verstappen. Right. That is a one. In, that's a one in a million. You will never have that happen. Right, right, right. But, that's that's a slim chance in all yeah, that. Yeah, but surely they are forming out drivers that are racing in other teams and other series too. So yeah. So let me let me ask you this, man. Yeah. So just just so we could be very clear and cut with everybody that's listening to you, you are you for somebody intervening and saying that we need to split two teams four cars four drivers and those teams need to run independently or are you with just allowing red bull to have what they have because it's going to be a difficult situation for another team to yeah. uh, to basically have two teams on the grid because you're already having a situation with andretti getting on so i honestly think they should i think there should be some intervention honestly i, I see the point of having intervention i because think. think about it every other baseball team has a farm team right that's that's yeah. that's the structure but there's not room and an op- another opportunity to just rising up for every other team that can't afford it. Mercedes, Ferrari, you know, they yeah. can afford it. McLaren, but they can't do it because they're already having a tiff about trying to get another team that's trying to be an entrance on the grid. So is it I, that's why I'm for the intervention is because it's it's an unfair situation. It's an unfair advantage. And I think there have been too many questions where we could say that Red Bull utilized AlphaTauri to throw wrenches into the system during certain races. And I think that's where we need to remove that from happening or even being suggested. Um, I get your point. And I can understand that. And I understand it, too. I think in terms just of the optics, rep- yeah, just the optics. I think the optics of itself isn't really new in F1, may not be certain teams, but like, let's say I know Ferrari were notoriously known. They have they had a develop. I, I remember I think Checo had, was a development driver for Ferrari. I think it's Singapore. He was ahead of one of the Ferrari drivers. And I, word on the street, it hasn't been confirmed nor denied. But word on the street is there was a team radio sent his way saying, "Hey, let him through, and mm. we may give you a chance for a Ferrari seat." Mm, quit, bro. <laughs> yeah. So. Quit, bro. Quit, bro. <laughs> 
So I, I can't remember what year it was, but I heard that that's just the rumor. Right, right, right. You know, we, just the street, we just hear say. We just talk. Street, the, the streets were saying, all right. <laughs> the streets the street were saying, team was talking. Right. The street team, but I think those optics, while on paper looks disingenuous, okay. I think amongst the paddock has been low key promoted, but no team wants to add. Okay. It's like it's it's almost like it's almost like a little gentleman's agreement that we won't gotcha. do anything, gotcha. but behind this, but you know, behind the scenes, you know, it's like, yo, we need, we need to take on any advantage we have, yada yada. So okay, all right, I'm with that, bro. I'm with yeah. that. All right, Baraka, bro, you already know. I ain't got to say it, man. You make sure you come back, bro. For sure, I'll be, I'll definitely be back. All right, that's a bet. I know you're gonna be back for kickback quality. <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, so yeah, there we go. Listen, that's. I, I absolutely appreciate Baraka being on the show. Not only is he not afraid to say, I guess I'll be that Red Bull guy he is, but he can bring the points, debates, comes with a very strong argument, majority 95.5% of the time. And if the other 0.5, if he doesn't have it, then he's not even saying anything. Uh, none like me, I'm going to just, and if I got a hey, beard, load up, boom, got you, you know. But hey, that's what I like about the platform. But it's funny. We'll have a lot of people in the chat that will say things but won't have the heart to come on and put their face to their words. That's why I laugh at you all when you're in the comment section. You come here every week. You got to be a fan. Facts. Let's get to our next topic. Let's get to our next topic right now because it needs to be talked about. Track limits. It's been a big thing Ever since Austria, the abundant amount of deletion of lap times and quality, the the controversy around the situation of some teams, not some drivers, not other people receiving penalties while other people didn't receive penalties. Teams putting in petition for penalties that may have been overlooked by the FIA and the stewards. It has been a topic since then and even more so a topic once we went into what Silverstone, we went into there. Then we went into Hungary, and it was a topic. And now it's time. I want to hear what you all think should be done. Now, I'm going to tell you what I think should be done. As a matter of fact, I'm going to show you a video. I'm going to show you a video of a clip that you see just pretty much right there of one of the things I think that should be done, which will penalize teams immediately, excuse me, once they break track limits. It's not to say that you still are not going to get your track time deleted, but it's something there, I think, that will promote more adherence to staying within track limits. Now, I'm going to show you this. Checo makes this mistake right here. And as you see, as he makes that mistake, comes off the track, into the grass, car automatically is off. I think that they need to consider doing something to where they honestly start taking some of these tracks and they decide to start putting grass in areas where these guys are going off on track limits, especially this area right here, the Red Bull Ring. This blue area, go ahead and run a strip of grass right there. Just go ahead and run a strip of grass. The Hungary Ring, go ahead and run some grass around these areas. Silverstone, go ahead and this whole, hey, make that grass. The only reason why I'm not partial to pebbles or rocks is because of the amount of debris that can become a projectile 
that could lodge itself in another driver's car, that could cause injury to another driver, that could cause a lot of the track to be undrivable. Unlike Jolian Palmer's whack ass talking about when Albon ran in at, at, at the Australian GP and rocks were everywhere. Yeah, just let the cars keep running through there and pick it up. What the? Who does that? That Do you see how many people on the track? We'll go into that in the time. I got Alex. She coming on with another hot one. Y'all get ready. Y'all get ready. She coming on. All right, here we go, Alex. You got your F1 minute. Bow, what's up? So, again, I'm a newer fan here, but I've been doing a rewatch, um, and I'm at 2010 right now. And I started in 2007, and track limits okay. weren't virtually, virtually weren't an issue. Right. If ever discussed. And it's clearly, I think, oh, just new eyes, these new gen cars are too big. Everyone is complaining about them. Every right. single driver <laughs> has this issue. If the most elite drivers in the world are consistently having issues with track limits, then it's the limit of the track, not the driver. That's my Mm. opinion. Also, this happens to be one of the most innovative, technologically advanced sports to exist. But we can't figure out a way how to scientifically quantify these track limits. Right. How that works, way, and that's what I'm saying. This is the WWE version of just like motorsport, <laughs> where you know the ref might get jumped, he might get slammed on. Like you have no idea where these things are going. And I'm still sticking with my boy Lando. He might be, he not a snitch. He a tattletale. He not right. a snitch, but he a tattletale. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- these drivers are amazing. Like it's it's not them. That's just that's just my opinion. It's the car. It's not them. Everyone says it. Okay, it's not them. So, true, you bring up a very valid point. These cars have gotten obscenely wider and longer. So, yes, and a lot of these tracks haven't changed as much. Monaco being one, which is why I'm not mad that they need to take Monaco off the schedule because that track has been over, has been outgrown a long time ago. And, and can I say also, <clears throat> I, yeah. I, I enjoy Monaco, again, as a new fan because I understand how much concentration it, does, call, it, it, it takes not to kill yourself going around Monaco. And like the people around, I get that it's a uh, procession, but the precision of that procession is what is incredible about that race. I, and I if you do get the car at small, car smaller, fans will enjoy it more. But because True. they are so big, I think me knowing that it is more dangerous, I find that even more impressive. But I get it. Mm. It's, 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 I get it. I get it. It's Monaco. It's slow. Right. It, it is. But you make a very good point about its technical side. And the ability to try to, in those confines, extract as much performance as you can out of that circuit. You make a good point. But one thing Monaco can't get around is the lack of space in order for overtakes. And that's where a lot of the problem comes in, right? You can't overtake, so you're pretty much stuck in a train. And, and, And that's what sucks. Now, if Monaco would make changes to where they could overtake, I honestly would be very infatuated with monaco as far as his technicality and the ability of with oh i'd be like i'd be all for it monaco can stay but they're not gonna make those changes they're gonna stay stuck in their old ways yeah but very good point and listen you don't have to you don't even have to let the disclaimer that you are a new fan if it were not for you and it were not for other fans before you and before them the sport would be failed and that's what people need to realize no business model is built off of only generating revenue from one era of customers clients or base you have to have constant rejuvenation of the ranks in order to survive so you are very much welcomed to those who understand that now there's some idiots out there that are going to be like oh you dts you don't need to be here well you know, a lot of DTS play, fans playing $8,000 to go to paddock experiences. I'm just telling exactly. you. Exactly. 
Exactly. No, I, I, I think I, I have to say it just because it helps with the perspective and context of what I'm trying to relate. True. And True. and I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, I am so embarrassed to say this, and it's going on YouTube. But I cried the first time I saw my first F1 race, Max Verstappen winning at Xander Fort, and the orange, uh, uh, you know, going off, going crazy. But I had no idea of the things that were happening internally, what this mm. really meant. I'm like, oh, this man just won his home game. Like, that's right. amazing. Everyone right, loved that feeling. Right. And then you figure out who these people are. You're like, I don't want to support that. I don't care where he won. And like, there's it, a point. It's not about, it, it's about the person in the car, the personalities in the garage, the, the ethos behind uh, the company. Correct. And that's why Mercedes is, is continues to be the pinnacle for me, at least. Correct. Big shout out. Hey, another drop, man. You coming in hot, Alex. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Shit. You make sure you come back. Baraka's coming up next. Baraka says FIA stewards are just as <laughs> fancy as NFL refs. They don't know what the hell they are doing. Oh, man. Don't bring up. Don't bring up the New Orleans Rams game. You're not going to bring that up, are you? <laughs> Um, as a kid, as, as a Falcons fan, I will, I will have no shame in saying that I was 100, 110% in support of that call. Okay. A, because the Saints are my rivals. That's B, right. the Super Bowl that year was being hosted in Atlanta. And you think I'm going to be hosting Saints fans in my backyard in, for a Super Bowl? No, that was the great. Here it is. People want to talk about shamelessness and like manipulating rules. That is the one thing I will be <laughs> ten toes proud of. Oh, Barack said, "Yeah, I'm all for that. <laughs> I am all for that." But I'm starting your F one minute over, bro. That was worth it. That was worth it. Go ahead. But when I say that FIA stewards are just a fancy NFL referee, it's more of it's like every year we don't know what track limit, what where track limits are, what they are. It's the equivalent of almost every year the NFL has to readjust on what it catches. Ever since mm. that, ever since that Des Bryant uh, Green Bay incident, every year. Oh, hold on, I gotta pause you right there. <laughs> Was that a catch to you or not? I thought to it was. Me, it was a catch. And it was then a catch. After that, it was, you know, it, I think honestly, the, it was a. It was a by the letter of the law at by the letter of the law at the time. It was a catch. It was. Thank you. It was a catch, but I th <clears throat> it's the equivalence. It's like one minute, oh, track limits are here. The next minute, right. no, nah, it's not. We, we we revised it, yada, yada. Oh, track limits, no. Set driver has track limits there. Set driver has track limits the same place, but now they have a time penalty. Right. We don't know. <laughs> Fact. We, we don't know. I, and I think the organization as a whole needs to figure something out, just like the NFL. Figure out what is a catch, Figure out what track limits are Thank and you. consistently apply the rule and Thank not you. and have it cons like for a season on season basis and not change it every three months. Boom. There we that's, go. I think that's the frustration <clears throat> a lot of fans and a lot of teams have in terms of track limits. And what Alex said before, every driver across the grid are complaining about how heavy these cars are and how like from yeah. Max Lewis. I remember. Vettel, during his time, complained about it. Yep. These cars yep. aren't heavy, and yep. it, and, and it's not. In there, yes, they're techni technologically advanced uh, cars, but they're getting heavy to the point that they're a too big and too wide mm -hmm. for a lot of tracks, especially Monaco. I know Alex says she loves it, 
and I'm sitting here, it's like, yo, the day Monaco gets booted off the calendar, I will be there. Because right. these cars don't have the facilities to go around and overtake each other outside of going into the out, either undercutting or overcutting. That's right. it. That's it. Yeah, it's purely pissed so, off strategy that's going to get you just, over there. It, now. It's a, oh, it, it's a, and I'm not, it's not nothing wrong with a pure pit stop strategy. It's just, again, Monaco is so, so damn tight for these why these cars are people don't understand these cars are why yeah they're you gotta very see them in person you, you gotta, gotta see them in person. person i just happened to see an f1 car in the airport one time and i, I sat there looking like yo these are pretty wide vehicle and they're they very are. low to the ground too Fast. so yeah I, and i reports are today that the fia president is trying to promote smaller cars by at least 25 year uh, around 2025 2026 that was the report okay. earlier today uh, I hope they go through with that. I I want. I think Bryson on Twitter said I, we would love to see a timetable on how this will be achieved. Right. Because around twenty six is that's when you know that's the whole new, new regulations come the, in. The new regulations the come in. Be out. Right. Uh, Audi comes in. Right. I think. So we want to see a timetable on how they're achieving gonna implement a, this. Uh, yeah, the smaller cars being implemented, or they probably may have to push it back a few years because. It's not possible for many teams to do. Yeah, that's a big but reconstruction. We'll, so yeah, it's a very big reconstruction, but we'll see where it goes. But in terms of track limits, I know you said grass on certain tracks. I think it. Could, I understand your point. I think they the reason why they have runoff areas is because of a it could be a safety issue. So that's right. why certain tracks pretty much have little to no grass, i.e. Monza or Austria, because cars are going so fast. Right. To the point, it's like if you clip the grass, you're spinning out of control out of nowhere, and right, true. God knows what happens from there. I I'll probably say adding gravel traps instead. Okay. Personally. All right. So you for the rock? I'm for the, I'm I'm for the kitty litter. You know the <laughs> kitty litter corner. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for the kitty litter. So oh, I think shit. gravel could hinder drivers from going out wide or okay. you know exceeding track limits. But I think first, before they do those track modifications, they got to fix the car. I think that's okay. I think that's the, that's the sports. Um, I think should put their focus on one hundred percent because again, they're too big, too wide, too heavy. I agree with that. I I can rock with that. I can definitely rock with that. Appreciate that, Barack. Man, this show right here live. I, I damn ain't mad about Wednesdays. Shit, we might move the show from Monday to Wednesdays. We got Uno coming in and says track limits is like curfew and never should be bought into. <laughs> <laughs> oh no let, let me let me let you explain this go ahead my brother <laughs> go ahead my brother and bear hold on big shout out to 70 dodge man dropping another wolfpack membership yeah. in the chat and uh who got that squishy got it so we have 70 dodge man drop one and uno is on right now and then we had a mechanic drop one earlier so big shout out go ahead mechanic go ahead uno we got you go ahead bro yeah the reason i'm saying that because of what Alexis, uh, Alex, Alex, and also Baraka, nice one with the um, Chelsea top. You should see a picture in the um, Discord, but cut long story short. This is too much from when it was back then in the days with the light cars as they bring in the hybrids. We never have this track limit because it's coming just like what I said, it's coming like a freaking curfew. And you have the race to entertain and it was going over the limits because it picks up speed. It's like what I said to you one time, it's a slingshot. Every time they come up to each of the curbs and turn, 
you see the power kicks in from when they actually accelerate and put on full throttle that car comes a slingshot so why on earth go and put it onto these newer concepts that has the 18 inch wheels and once they are taking is heavier try slinging you try swinging a hammer a sledgehammer that is heavier to you at full pelt from side to side and tell me if you can actually manage that force that's exactly what these cars are doing so why bring a track stupid limits to run the race mm, good i like that it's, analogy uno that's, that's pretty it good it spoils it because carefully every constant time is actually coming around off the bend like especially with lewis and once he kicks into the power he gets that car in motion right and even martin brundle said look on the acceleration and the speed that lewis is carrying yeah that's every other driver's picking that up and right. each and every time there's been so many consistency of track limits cut down from like even perez from like even when max went over you don't get you don't get max getting a track limit yeah, only to certain time but you get it from others like Yuki, you get it from Lando, you get it from many others that you can tick the list that they all get in tracks limits. And even to our own seven-time champion, which is eight in the max, get the actual slap in the hand saying, you know what? No, he went over the track limits. But to Max, it's like, you know what? We didn't see that. Did Max run over that? We didn't see that. Yeah. What's people complaining about Max going over the track limits? We didn't see that. So can they stop coming up with his name, please? Like you're bringing up a, a tab to say, I got a ticket for um, a concert that you never let me into. Come on, come on, yeah. come on. You know, <laughs> that's all bullshit to us. These tracks limits, if they can't do that to Max, you know, cut him down, then why do it to the rest of the drivers who are continuously right. bringing up certain accelerated speed that is the data picking up for next year's car to continue with the performance right Big shout how many out, how many times on that so tell me how many times do you actually see when every there's a data from every other teams coming out with the accuracy on their cars that they limited the performance of that they never can get to where the money is spent big shout out appreciate that twin you see what i'm talking about laying some hot tracks that's what i'm talking about twin coming in hot did twin Alice baraka galactica says the blue red rumble limits versus the rocks or grass all right so that's uh galactus is saying galactus what what are you saying you would like to see you would like to see the blue red rumble limits versus the rocks or the grass or you're asking people what they would like to see either way it goes we're about to get into our next segment and that segment is Formula One event costs. Why are the prices so high in the USA? And I'm talking about these prices, people, are extremely high. Okay, now I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you something that was in anticipation of prices coming into 2023. All right. So as you see right here, average three day F1 ticket prices in 2023. All right, we're looking right here in Hungary, 184, Bahrain, 265. And you see 200s and 300s, as soon as you run into your first USGP, $667. Miami, $1,113. And Vegas, $1,667, people. Okay, now I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to be in the USGP. I'm going to be in Texas. I'm going to be at Coda. If anybody's going to be out there or people want to get together as a group, you let me know. I will be out there. I'm going to fly in. 
on a drive up. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to let you know from personal experience of just general admission, three day pass, general admission, three day pass, along with my parking pass. OK, already pretty much close to a thousand dollars, about one hundred and fifty dollars shy of a thousand bucks is what I spent for general admission, three day passes and my three day parking pass. That's not also including my three hundred and something dollars for the rental car. That's not also including my three hundred to four hundred dollars for the flight. That's not also including my hotel. So you're talking about to travel in at least to a Formula One race. You're already on average going to spend three thousand or so. I'm going to tell you, Dodge Man told me himself he spent about thirty five hundred dollars. It probably more. OK, if you're talking about paddock passes, you're talking about eight to twelve thousand dollars for that experience. OK, what they call the hospitality area. These things are not cheap, but my thing is, why are the prices so high in the United States of America? If these are not real Formula One fans, then what are they if they're willing to pay out of their pockets from their hard-earned money thousands of dollars to attend one Formula One race? People got to stop with this narrative. People got to stop with the bullshit of telling people Americans don't need to watch Formula One. I remember when I first started making content, when I my first made my first video of Formula One wasn't even about making content. My first video of Formula One was just about letting people know I did not appreciate as an American what I saw come to an end of what was a very epic season, totally screwed, fucked over manipulated and dirtied up by what I saw as cheating within the organization to manipulate an outcome. You can't keep trying to throw the stone of Americans just need to watch NASCAR. What do you sound like? If that's the case, lower our ticket prices and raise the other country ticket prices. Go ahead and swap them out. And let's see how many people still go to those Formula One races. Raise them up. Make them all about $1,000. You got to stop that at some point in time. Listen, uh, us fans, us spectators, supporters of the sport need to stick together. Stop the gatekeeping. Galactus says asking. It does kill trees, but sliding is less. <laughs> Big shout out. Big shout out. Dodge man cost me rough. There you go. Dodge man. He, we were at the same race, but this time, brother, if you're at Coda, I won't be with the Formula One team this time, I don't think. All right? We have to get up because last time it was very difficult for me to get up with you because I was running with McLaren. I was running with Smart Sheets. I was, you know, all over the place. This time I should be able to meet up with you at the track. He was there. $4,300 is what Dodge Man spent for the past four years. That's damn near $20,000. Broden spent damn near $20,000 in the past four years to attend Formula One races. If he's not a fan, then what is he? He done spent about 20 grand. That ain't a fan? You got to, you shitting me. Alex is coming in hot once again, says money laundering, resellers, corporate events. Ooh, Costco. I got to hear this one. Oh, hell yeah. 
Oh yeah, oh, we, yeah. We, we're going I don't know go ahead. If y'all have heard, but they are selling Formula One passes for Coda, I think at Costco for like $349. They're they have pictures of them and everything in the warehouse. Uh, oh yeah. <clears throat> it's is 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 they're not going to make any money. Um not let me take that back. They're going to make money cuz they're laundering money. If a mm. business uh is making decisions that do not make sense, they're laundering money. If the mattress store is always going out of business, they're laundering money. If the t-shirt company on the boardwalk, you know, in every coastal town is still there after 50 years, they're laundering money. <laughs> F1 going to Vegas and charging restaurants and bars that are going to be on the strip $1,500 just to put the barriers down. That might not be technically money laundering, but that's corruption at the very least. That's, mm. that's a little heavy-handed blackmail. <laughs> and yeah, F1 has this idea that because they are the pinnacle of motor racing in uh, primarily in Europe, that this prestige and heritage is something that Americans need to buy into, almost like an old money, new money type situation. And the NASCAR is, 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 is not even new money. NASCAR is non-existent to them. Mm. Uh, and, and resellers will get on there and buy all the tickets out, thinking that these, just like the Jays, when they drop you know, oh, on yeah. the apps or the Telfar bags, the resellers are going crazy. You can get a ticket the same day of for $200, probably. If you just wait and hold out, but they're mm. driving up these costs, the analytics, the data are, are driving up these costs. I mean, there are people behind them, but it is all inflated, especially we know the reality of people can't afford three months of rent in America. <laughs> Corporations are buying these tickets and they're giving them to their shareholders. They're giving them to their uh, staffs or clients. Um, as a incentives to come. They're giving them the influencers. We know that. And ain't nothing necessarily mm. wrong with that, but it's wrong with that when the average person <clears throat> or even per uh, someone that's making a little more than the average person right. can't afford to attend a race. That does not make any sense whatsoever. When we all know it only costs pennies on a dollar to make a Formula One of any team shirt, merch, hat, whatever, Right. Would you spend three or four or five hundred? They are eating. Okay. Eating. They are eating money. And it comes down to the FIA and Red Bull being so political because they're traveling to all these different countries, all these different rules, all these different right. regulations, and, and palms have to be greased. And how appropriate that Vegas Ooh. has these astronomical numbers. Because when you fuck it with the mafia, excuse me, you're gonna Ooh. have to pay. That's right. That's just that's how it works here. But that's why things are so expensive. Normal God people aren't damn. using them. Alex dropping bars in this motherfucker tonight. Shit showed up the first time, grabbed the mic, and got hot with it. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Sis, you got to stay. You got to stay rocking. They loving you. They loving you. <laughs> They are loving you. Alex is dropping some bars. I mean, bringing in all types of political, economic stands. Uno, raising prices like that. America will lose fans quicker than gaining. Let's not forget Alex telling to it before I got to it. 650,000 of its American audience, majorly due to Max Verstappen and Red Bull's dominance. They could have really title that more accurate 
due to Max Verstappen and Red Bulls cheating. Americans in sports do not like cheaters. Fights break out at the blacktop for cheating. Fights break out at the soccer field for cheating. Fights break out at the football field for cheating. Don't get me started in track and racing. Americans, although deal with cheating in politics, although dealing with cheating and anything else, they do not like, we do not like cheating in sports, period. Period. Bring it in, Uno, coming in hot. Let's go, twin. I'm about to start your F1 minute. Bang it out. Yep. yep. You got I it. I like how Alex said it correctly. I like what you people exactly what you see my caption says right america's supposed to be representing as a powerhouse nation for a sports all right mm. they are good in foot there they're american football baseball nascar you know ice uh, ice hockey and also the soccer but the soccer came in like a last corporate business because of the game it was european as a class as football however this now to gain their cherry in this this popular business, why the hell are you raising the price when you're getting the fans who can make the price? You charge them at a good balance, like you, you're charging them at a good medium pace. How many fans are going to break the record in how many ticket sales? Mm, good right? Point. Record breaking. What's the point? What's the point in stashiating the, 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 the price and trying to what? Bring in more people, that's going to put away like what you saw that caption said. That's what's going to keep people thinking, I ain't paying no shit and ass dollar for that shit. You can go feed a rabbit with that fucking dollar, but he ain't going to eat it. That ain't no grass he's going to want. Or the lettuce. So, what the hell are these corporating businesses are going to try to keep raising the prices just to what? Get a nation to enjoy this sport and be classed as a city that can definitely run a sport? Nah, that's, mm -hmm. this, Alex said it right, you show that right, all this, <clears throat> all this is happening is driving a force away from people and turning them away from even spending more money, when you Man. offer them at a balance, and I do economics, you offer someone like 5%, they're going to take it, but you're going to offer them right. like 50%, that's a debate that's a debate and that 50 percent ain't something that's gonna go ooh, unless it's like two million of it no when you have that down that still doesn't make them comfortable it's still a lot to override so what the hell are you trying to push the boundaries of ticket sales in a high corporate price when that is only going to rich bastards who can actually afford it like buying a freaking toy jet right that's what i'm saying uno Thanks, my brother. Let me let me show y'all. Let me show you all something. Look at this real quick. This this is right here. Formula One ticket prices for Vegas, right there. That's what you're talking about. Look at those numbers. Look at look, look at all those digits. That's for Vegas grandstands. I mean, we we talking about big money. And don't forget, uh, Galactic says Vegas is going to be ten thousand easy for the cheap seats. And I remember, and I don't know if this is still true or if they're still going forward with this, but I remember it was at one point in time, it was reported that the MGM Grand was going to be allowed to consume so many Formula One tickets. And then they were going to be able to take those tickets and package them up into packages 
for people to buy, you know, including the hotel, the ticket, the the three day. And I think that was going to be around twenty thousand dollars. This is what you get when you deal with Vegas. This is what you get when you deal with a very money hungry machine. And then you come with a come to a territory that is also money hungry, that doesn't mind you drinking out of your mind as long as you keep those dollars coming out of your pocket. Doesn't mind a lot of things. Just don't mess with the money in Vegas. Cool. Don't mess with the money. Don't mess with the tourism. Don't that's messing with the money. So it's going to be very interesting to see how Vegas kicks off and how this first GP goes there. Let's get into our final topic. Is Charles crazy. Is Charles crazy? He got to be crazy. It's rumored. And if the rumor is true, and if it even proves to be true, I got to wonder, Charles, do you really want to extend with Ferrari, bro? Is that really what you want to do? I think there are some other opportunities. I don't even know. I, I, I don't know if Mercedes are really going to be filling Russell. But Russell's contract is going to be up unless he extends. If Charles extends with Ferrari to 2026, he better know something that we just will never find out until we just see him winning championship after championship. I cannot, I cannot see myself extending with Ferrari given the circumstances. Now it's true. I think right now the boat for McLaren has sailed. McLaren bet on Piastri. They won him in the child custody case from Alpine, and he has proved worth his weight at this point in time. They're happy with his trajectory. Lando, I think he's solid where he is. You know, he signed his extension. Some people thought it was a mistake. Maybe not. We'll have to see as the seasons come. But right now, I think McLaren are good with their pairing. I think the questions would be at Aston. And the bigger question to Aston is, can Lawrence get over the nepotism that he's offered his son to his contract being unknown, the only driver on the grid where you look at their contract and it's unknown? All right, it's it's just unknown to when he will come out of that seat. I can tell you, it need to be known right damn now that his ass need to come up out of that seat because he ain't doing shit for you but racing in Formula One and enjoying it. Would Aston not like to see Charles there? And is Charles maybe even interested in Aston depending on their progress? That's another question. But I can tell you this. Charles has showed much respect. He's even admitted to it as much that Lewis is an eight-time world champion among other people like Lando, even Christian Horner, uh, uh, Brundle, Ted. Many people have admit, many people have agreed. You know, I mean, people that present Lewis, I mean, it's just they know the truth. Like, the truth speaks. Like, we know statistically not because you cheated him, but everybody feels it and knows like that man really won. He really eight-time champion. Charles has also expressed his appreciation that he would have in being a teammate with Lewis Hamilton and how much he feels that he could learn from Lewis Hamilton. Would you all not like to see a switch out for Charles versus Russell? I want to know what y'all think about that. Would you be down for Mercedes saying to Charles, listen, your contract is going to be up. Would you like to come to Mercedes? We'll let Mercedes have Russell. He can go there. Just want to know, because that's my that's my last and final question. I want to know what you all think about that. Charles extending with Ferrari to me at this point in time, I don't think Ferrari have shown Charles enough. Even with Charles's mistakes removed, Ferrari is more to blame for his lack of accomplishments than Charles is himself, in my opinion. And that's just my opinion. 
I've seen several times the race been taken from Charles due to reliability. That's Ferrari. I've seen several times the race being stripping from Charles due to strategy. That's Ferrari. Matt is coming on. Charles isn't a, as great as we think. Okay. I never said Charles was great, <laughs> but let's go. Let's go, Matt. What you got? What's going on, my man? How you What's doing, up, bro? bro? <laughs> What's um, up? So Charles, I, I honestly, him moving, it's it's a it's a funny one because he he's a good driver, yes, but he's in in my eyes, I see him almost like Perez. He's not consistent. Mm. And if we're looking at this season, Carlos has been a lot more consistent in what he's doing with that car on track. Mm. Um, I forget which race it was this season where they asked Carlos, hey, look at the pace, you know, what, what do you want to do? And Charles was just like, look at the times. Carlos, you, yep, I remember you, that. You, you know what's up. Like, you, you see what needs to happen here. I'm faster than Charles right now. Mm. And what should have happened was team orders. I can't remember which track it was, but swapping him I for I want to say Russell, that might have been Spain. Yeah, I think it was. Um, but swapping him for Charles between Ferrari and Mercedes is a few tenths. So they don't really know who they want to go to because – and by the end of the season, Ferrari might fall back, Mercedes might come up, or vice versa. And then Russell, he's showing us that he's not he's not really it either. He was good mm -hmm. at by driving the bad Mercedes car earlier in the season, <laughs> but now that we've shifted directions and started to make that car drive how a front-running Formula One car should drive because of a certain seven-time world champion put his input in there and we started listening, we're starting to see that uh, – Russell, you don't really got it like that, bro. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this question. Let me let me push back a bit. So what do you say to although you mentioned Carlos looking a bit more consistent than Charles? What do you say to Charles's three podiums this season versus Carlos none? What do you say to Russell being in a better car than the Ferrari at this point in time with one podium versus Charles being in a worse car with a worse team that calls far worse strategies with three mm -hmm. podiums? At that point in time, can you not say, maybe I got to give a little bit more credit to Charles than, than not? I would. I, I would agree with you. I would give, okay. if I were okay. to compare the two between Charles and Russell, I would definitely give Charles a little bit, give him more credit okay. than Russell. Now, okay. whether he should move over there to Mercedes or not, could be a different, different that's kind of debatable because of just how up in the air the cars are right now. It, right. Like, what was it? I think it was last week, and the cars were a few tenths. Like, we've seen Alphatari jump up to the front and qualify. Yeah, and, and qualifying been great, right? Yeah, we've seen Haas jump up there. The we've seen Williams jump up there. Mm -hmm. Right. And then so let me ask you this then. In, the, in the midfield, once you start getting in third, fourth, fifth, sixth, it's, it's up and down. Okay, we, let we me ask really you this. We don't really know who's going to come out at the end of this season and shock the hell out of us after summer break because you know we're going to bring – they're going to bring some – Heavy, heavy upgrades. That's a good after point. After the break. That's a good point. Hold up. So it's, don't go anywhere real quick, man. Hold on. The mechanic says, I've always said Charles the Merc. Mary says, would rather Leclerc than Princess George at Merc. So let me ask you this. If it, who are you going to blame more on last season? Charles missing out on a championship campaign. Or would you say more Charles or Ferrari? I would say that was more Ferrari. Okay. They, they messed him up so many times on bad tire call strategies. Um, just, just all across the board with just bad, bad pit stops. Like right. we have, it, it's no reason Ferrari shouldn't have 
the same consistency and pit stop as Mercedes and Red Bull. Y'all should be cranking out 2.5. Mm, Minimum, 2.5. I shouldn't look at Ferrari facts. and look at their pit stop just like, oh, y'all asleep. What? <laughs> Did y'all, y'all sure you called him in? I, should, I shouldn't be looking at Ferrari like that. Because those, those are your top three. For the most part, we look at our quote-unquote top three Ferrari, Merc, Red Bull. Y'all cool. pit stop should be immaculate. And we can't really even dismiss McLaren because they had that 1.98. McLaren's been known to throw some speed ones in there. They did. Been, they did. Right. But on consistency, I agree. The top three, and it's no, it's absolutely no excuse. I think it's I think it's absolutely egregious for Mercedes to be as subpar as they are in the pit stop section. And I've often said that I believe Mercedes rested so much on the greatness of Lewis Hamilton with a good car that they felt we don't need to put attention in these areas because we have somebody who could take up that slack. Well, now he gave him a shit ass car. You're starting another subject right there on that. I ain't gonna speak on it, but if you you started, if you're doing this topic, I'll I'll go into that part too, because I I got quite a few things to say on. Okay. Is it the car or is the driver just driving? Driving. And we saw that with with Lewis when he took his first podium this season, and we were that like pole position, that pole position, oh, right? Where that come from? They yeah. even said, "Yo, make a lap." Like you squeezed everything out of that car, right? Did it keep up through the weekend? Unfortunately, not. But that was just a Lewis hyper focused. I'm gonna Facts. get this done, and just By any means necessary. He said after the race, he said, "I was just throwing it, hoping it didn't didn't slide off. I just didn't care. I just threw it." That's fact, and there you go. I think that that will prove, or at least support, the fact that if he has a machine that allows him to feel comfortable to be completely himself and let himself be him and let go, that's what you're going to get. But when you have yep. to reserve yourself in order to preserve your race because your machine is not capable, that's what that's what that's we're seeing. Facts. And what a lot of people don't realize is when you have to do that, you pick up bad habits. Boom. What did Christian? Horner, what was Christian Horner trying to get out of? Uh, Danny out of Rick. I hate to use Ricky because he just coming back. I know. I get know. get him getting him out of bad habits. When you driving a car that's always unpredictable, you don't know if the rear end gonna shift to the left, shift to the right. right. It, it's squiggling all over the place. You can't predict what it's gonna do. When I lay down X amount of RPMs on it, it makes you nervous about laying down as much performance on that car as you want right. to. So. The differences between Lewis and George, what that is, Lewis was, he's used to driving a car that's supposed to perform. Russell was used to driving a car that like, yo, this car can't perform. I have to make up for it with my driving Good skill point. and counteract that. So, yeah, man, that, that's not a whole nother conversation. Bro. Hey, hey we're going to have it. We're going to have that conversation. I'm going to write it down to bring that up for a topic, Matt. I mm-hmm. appreciate you, brother. Make sure you come on more often, my brother. Come I'll on, be now. working, bro. If you I, know. Work, I get off at I get off at seven p.m. Eastern time. So I am thinking about I can make moving it back the show to the computer fast enough. But there we go. I'm thinking about moving the show to Wednesdays. I'm gonna see how this works, man. So we can get more of y'all on. Maybe facilitate more different times, bro. So I appreciate you, man. Ain't no thing, bro. Big shout out. We got Uno coming in. It says if Charles made a signing. Uh, actually, we got Baraka, Uno, then Alex. So I'm gonna bring Baraka on first. Baraka, what you got? Um, so in regards to Charles, I think his choices were limited. When you look okay, at every yeah. top, when you, when you look at every top team, so you have, I know Mary Beanie don't like him, but George, <laughs> George is their guy and they're yeah. going to do everything for their guy. Yeah. Obviously Max 
is with Red Bull, and Red Bull, Max is their guy. You have McLaren, Lando, and now you have uh, Piastri. They got mm-hmm. two of their. They got two of their. They yeah, got two McLaren's of their guys. Happy. McLaren's happy, and I really Aston don't have faith. Let yeah, Lance have I don't seat. have faith in Aston. Neither Alpine. <laughs> oh no. So, and then Williams and Afritari are the lower. I think that's beneath. Teams. I think that's beneath Charles' yeah, capability. It is beneath them. So outside of Ferrari, I couldn't see any viable option for him to go because right. Charles, he's a very good driver. He can be your number one driver. Like he was he Ferrari. He was he he was Ferrari's number one driver. The issue is what what's preventing him from being more successful than he was was Ferrari. So when you when you look at that and then you look at other teams that already have their drivers, their guys, as disappointing as it may look. He had nowhere else to go. He had it was like he made his bet when he first went there, and at the time, you could say Ferrari were looking like they were bouncing back. Right, right, they were. But then once COVID happened, and that that se- that COVID season was god awful to the point you had Alfa Romeo being the fastest Ferrari on the track. That's when things you start to question Ferrari, and it's like. Mm-hmm. Charles probably backed himself into a corner that he can't get out of in a for a while. I don't know. How, I can't remember how long his contract was, but it was pretty much death row. <laughs> it was it was pretty much a death row contract. So now, yeah, now he just it's not looking good for resources. my boy. Right, because like he you said, I think I think George is twenty twenty four, but I, I, like you said, Mercedes. They behind him. Toto is his manager. I don't think he's going anywhere. The other no. situation is with McLaren, and McLaren's happy with their duel. I they they 100%. got their guy. They got their younger. They got two two of the youngest drivers on the grid. Oscar Piastri is doing an awesome job for a rookie at this point in time, compared especially compared to the other rookies. And then you got Aston Martin. Yeah, you you maybe you say, what are you gonna do with Alonzo? Are you gonna keep Alonzo, or are you gonna try to go ahead and refresh your ranks and bring in Charles, and then you keep Lance? That's a big question because Alonzo seems like that elder statesman that Lawrence would want to pair that would be undisturbing to some degree to Lance. It's like you're older, you're limited. There's some point in time you're out of here. I don't have to worry about too much going on. And Lance doesn't have to feel completely threatened. And he's got that bigger brother, little brother. But you bring Charles in there. Not only do you bring Charles, but if Charles comes in there and just trashes Lance, you bring a lot of attention and a lot of media that's going to completely grab hold of that shit. And For sure. I, as much as Lawrence is the boss man, every boss man still has a board of the other B word to answer to. Yeah. And that board is pretty powerful. <laughs> And oh, yeah. I think that's I think that's my issue at uh, Aston. Like, here it is. Aston Martin would be higher up in position if Lando did his part. Lance, right. Like, here's the thing. Alonzo carried that team for the first six, seven races. Hell yeah. Podium. Brought them in the podiums, P2, challenging for P1s most times, too. Right. And you have Lance flirting around in a car that should be faster, but in the lower the lower top 10 most times and it's like hey he's done his races even then he didn't have points and we know ain't no sabotage in there <laughs> for no a fact. I, that's, for a fact there's no sabotage in there i think <laughs> mean that's what me and you can agree on for a fact there's no sabotaging involved in aston but yet you got the nepo son the nepo mm-hmm. baby at aston mm-hmm. dropping sneakers while you have a reserve driver in drogovic who i think 
if given the chance, give them give them the rest of the season. I Thank think my I, for like I said next year, my ideal my ideal lineup for Aston is Alonzo and Djokovic because I feel like right now Djokovic can learn off Alonzo because say what you want him person personality wise as yes. a driver. Hey, he, he is he proven as a that as a driver. Proven. He's very proven. The he. He he he's the one that took two world championships off of uh, Michael Schumacher. But let, let's just yeah, forget. Right. Let's not forget the, that. I cannot not forget I cannot that. forget that. He he took two two off of one of the greats. Fact. So he's he's proven. So I, and the fact that we we're stuck with Lance, where it hasn't been working. Mm-hmm. It's I get it. The boss the boss. That's the son's. That's the the boss's son. But right. I think at this point. Lawrence how may have to take it. Lawrence may have to cut the plug and give it to Drogovic and then back to Ferrari is like unless they improve strategy wise because I feel like they went a step backwards this year compared to last year. I'd say yes. at the start of last year they were the fastest car the start of last year but development wise Red Bull got caught them with their pants hanging down. Facts. Unreliability like, issues. All that. Like if if I'm a, if I'm part of the board at Ferrari and I'm looking at last season, we started off the season so well. Our opponents had DNFs for the first three to four races, but yet we still <laughs> lost to them. <laughs> Questions yeah. should be asked in terms of like, what are we doing? Where are we going? Right. I thought we were on the up and up. You know, we right. were on the up and up prior to COVID. COVID what set us back. Like? There's new regs. All right, we're back on the up and up at the start of the season, and then now we're screwing ourselves over. Again. So, right. what? Where? It's tough because Charles is a very talented driver. He, he is on his day. He's up there. I think he's up there with Max in terms of like the next next up, up and coming driver. I, I think we've seen. I think sport. we've seen glimpses. And of we've that. seen. For sure. We've seen for it. sure. But the the sad part is, unlike Max. He, Max has a team where he can show it consistently. Right. Lando, I think, and now with McLe- how McLaren is now, Lando, Lando is starting to Lando is going to be able to come around. Right. For, but we're at Ferrari. It's like, all right, yeah, great qualifying. Where does it show up in the race? Because I, I, to this day, I still call him quality merchant because that's mm-hmm. all they know. It's like people keep on saying, oh, yeah, Charles is in P1, P2. Oh, yeah, he's going to win the race. Ferrari here. I'm sitting here it's like, I've seen this script before for the past two years. Even when they were so bad during the COVID years, they were doing well in quality. Quality, quality, but, yeah, well, but they couldn't convert. But they will lay a massive egg in the race, mm-hmm. either because their setup it was not suited for race pace, pit bad strategy, strategy, or reliability issues. Or reliability, exactly. So that's the issue. I think that's the issue that Ferrari needs to take hold. And I think for Charles, is like it's a now a do or die situation. Yes, it's like, it is. Please, because if that there's the odd chance, if Red Bull or Mercedes come knock on the door, he may flirt around with the conversations. Right, he might. And says mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I need a race winning car. I need to be. I want to be on podiums consistently. I don't mm-hmm. want to have be a P one on quality and then drop P six, P seven on a race. Right. And we have to right. talk as like and have this awkward race debrief. It's like what happened." Right, <laughs> right. So, I feel you, it's, bro. It, I feel it's confusing. It's frustrating. Shit. It's, it's frustrating, frustrating. <laughs> right? Because I, it, when you see a young talent like him 
in a bad organ. I want to say a bad bad organization and unorganized. I say unorganized. Unorganized, right? An unorganized organization, which even then is surprising because it's Ferrari. It's supposed to be the creme of the creme. It's supposed to be the it's top almost, of the game. It's almost like a young driver joining Hendrick Motorsport, but Hendrick right. is unorganized and they don't know what to do. Or right. Pinsky. It's like you're sitting here. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, the what happened? <laughs> right, right. So I, I hope they get it together. I still have faith that Charles could bounce back, even though mm-hmm. yes, I'm a Max fan. But it's more of it's like it's for the hey, sport, the competition. It's for, it's for the sport. But then when you see when you see talent like him. It's like, what more can you? What more what can, can you, ask? you do? That's facts, what, what bro. What more can you do? Yeah. yeah. Big shout out, big thanks, Baraka. Laying the eight, no y'all problem. coming in hot tonight. Damn. Who else we got? We got Uno next, and we got Lewis can win this year. Stay with me, cause I'm gonna end on that note. That one right there, we're gonna end on that. Uno, go ahead and spit your facts, bro. I got your F1 minute coming up. Let me know what you got. Let's Definitely. go. Let's as, go, bro. As, as you can hear, what. Alex and every one of us is saying about Charles, man. I think he, he, if he's nuts in the head, but at the end of the day, he's got to think of the Madagascar people. That's all he has to really do because at the end of the day, mm. that's to them their crown and glory and their man, just like Max. But Charles is their man. And from looking back at the two years' time when Charles was getting pole position, the car with Benito, you see how well he was doing until. It fluffed. It kind of falters when bringing him into the pits. Charles mm-hmm. wasn't even arguing. Why the hell you cut me short when I'm actually, the car's all right. The car's running fine. The tires are okay. Why bring me in? That was a stupid mistake, bad decision. And at the end, that's why he got grumpy. Now with Fred Vasseur, Charles literally said one time that, yeah, he's going to put his trust back that is into what this said. team. And that's, that's when... Said. You see the difference now for maybe with the rumors, but in fact, could be true that Charles is going to actually make the decision to stick with the team because of the Madagascar people and for what his reputation can get back. So, we got to see, give it time, okay. but at the end of the day, we can't jump on the decision just yet and we can't even make a decision about with George. George has still got to work his damn kinks out, so I, I'm done with what Maz, Maz is right. Princess George. He's got a lot to learn, but at the end of the day, ain't part of the Ricky. Because at the end of times, he's learning from a car that just come in. He -hmm. drove Lewis's car from the time he got into the seat. Right. Right? But there's a difference on the balance when those two cars are not identical. Right. So, he handled that car very well, but with this new one, this is new shoes to George. Whereas Mm -hmm. with Lewis's new to the cars from previous time... Wants the car to modernize from the previous time into a modern day time. Right. That's why Lewis is always kept on feeling low, angry, upset. But you don't see him saying that. Because at the end of the day, he's got faith that the team can still get him a car. And he wants the car to be just a new package, but more to his liking. So that right. he can absolutely adapt to it. That's why he always can get a, a seesaw or, you know, like the scales of justice. You don't know whether or not she's going to stay balanced, who is guilty, who is not. So, right. with the team, you can't you can't put them on guilty conscience. You can't put them to that side, on the right side. you got to give them the balance to make them find that balance for Lewis. Because Lewis is saying, I still have faith with the team. I'm still going to trust the team to come out with a car. We're not going to worry about next year because that's not what I'm looking at. 
I want to make sure that we finish with this high because I want a newer car to be ready for next year but at the moment I still want this car to give me the chance and the opportunity so right. just like with Charles now he's getting a new he's getting a new gear with Fred Fasser Fred Fasser isn't going to be copycatting Benito he's going to do what he wants the team to do just like he had the experience from the time when he was with Alfa Romeo and if you look carefully on his background Vasseur is bringing what he's got the experience to do to get the Ferrari team into this category not from their part of the teams or copying back from Alfa Romero to go and what? modernize right. the Ferrari no Fred's going in with new level new head and you can see whenever he gets an interview what was Fred Vasseur's face? beaming because you know what? he did not make a mistake if he makes a mistake What's going to happen? A noose is going to be around his neck. And the people at Madagascar, along with Ferrari guys who are there watching him, that's why you see them always come and visit every constant time at every race. They mm. are there to make sure they're not making a mistake of a Benito repeat. Roger and that. They it, yeah. that so that's what we're going to see. So let's see what happens with this rumored bull. But we want to see it from the main man himself because at that time when he got interviewed you didn't see charles face was like lower down or angry he was contented because why he got not once but twice on the podium and that's what charles was looking for he don't want to finish seventh fifth fourth he wants to be on the podium having a trophy to say this is an effort now let's get back to the top Roger that, Twin. Appreciate you, bro. Done. Big shout out. Who we got? We got uh, the, the Lewis. Uh, well, we had Alex in there, but we got Lewis can win. About to get it in right now. Let's go ahead. What you got? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> this guy coming in as a secret spy. Secret spy. Oh, hey, dude. What's going on, brother, man? Go ahead, man. I got you, bro. I, hey, hey, I tell you what. You, you going to close us out, man. What you got? <laughs> All right, and I, these are these are topics. Excuse me, everybody. I got a cold. Go ahead, these, bro. These topics that I already covered a long time ago. Okay, you have your alpha drop, your unicorn drivers. Okay, then you've got your possible world champion drivers. Okay, Alonso's a unicorn. Lewis is a unicorn. The only reason I say Max is a unicorn is because of how he gets in and out of the turn so quickly with an unstable rear end and is able to deal with it. And it still makes him faster than anybody else, including especially anybody else in the Red Bull car. Um, everybody else is just a fast driver. Mm. But these guys are unicorns because they're able to retrain their mind. Like, understand this, these guys are going 220 miles an hour. They gotta make decisions so fast. It's 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 the way your brain works. You're just reacting. Okay, so if your brain's not programmed to react that fast, you can forget that you're not gonna be able to do the things that these three guys do. It just doesn't happen that way. So all these guys moving from team to team to team to team. Well, didn't Alonzo prove to us that? Um, you can be a world championship driver, caliber driver. You can be a unicorn, but if you ain't in the fastest car, you ain't winning. That's the bottom line issue, okay? 
Same with Lewis. Same with Max. They all went through the exact same thing. The one thing that Lewis taught every last one of them if they're paying attention, and that's why Max will never drive for anyone but Red Bull. <clears throat> you have to put the work in to see the improvements in the car. If you go to a team and, the, and it's already at the front of the grid and it's an accident, you didn't work hard for it, you didn't earn it. And that's what's happening to Alonzo. Because it was a complete accident, what they did, along with poaching some Red Bull people, their first major upgrade took them backwards, didn't it? Mm -hmm. He's swapping down. This was my last time off the podium. Okay? How'd that going? I'm going to go back to what I was talking to you about last week. You guys are sim drivers, right? They are, definitely. You're not? Mm -mm. Okay. Well, some of you guys will be able to understand yeah, this. Yeah, they definitely understand where you're coming from. I, I drive mobile. Mobile F1, okay? And what I've been finding out is, well, everybody wants to take high-speed turns nice and smooth so you don't skid the tires so you keep your speed all the way through the turn, right? But by accident, you can find out that you can get in and out of the medium speed turns by taking more of a V approach. Yeah, you hit that peak braking point where you start to overheat your tires. But what Max has proved to everybody is you can control that. There's a way where you can get your car, your tire, your front tires to that optimum temperature, release out of the turn, and get in and out of the turn faster than everybody else if you can handle the st instability of the rear end. That's the secret to being super fast right now. That's the difference between these possible F1 champions and the unicorns. The difference with Lewis is. He's every season, every off season, he is rearranging the way he thinks about the car and making improvements in his brain on what he wants to do with the car to make himself a better driver. The only other person I've listened to who talks like that is Alonzo, only he's arrogant with it. He says he's the best driver in every category, which he might be, except for one decision-making off the track. The, his is his own personal decision-making that has cost him world championships. Kind of like Kobe. Ooh, yeah, I know. I hit below the belt. Wow. Hey, That's true, though, bro. That's some real bad. truth. People ain't gonna like that. <laughs> My bad. That's true. They ain't gonna like that one. <laughs> but, hey, look. I just call it how I see it. But, um... That's the thing. So I just want to hear your opinion on this. The reason why Lewis left McLaren is because McLaren thought they were bigger than him. They brought him in at Formula One. It was a, they knew what they were doing. It was the right move. Okay. But they paid such a heavy price with Alonzo and the cheating scandal and stuff like that, that it took them backwards. And when he started making suggestions about things they could do to the car to make it faster, they wouldn't listen to him. They wouldn't listen to him. So when Mercedes came to him and said, this is what we're doing, and we know we want you because we know you are a unicorn. His last year in F2 at, 
at in Turkey, coming from last place to second, and you driving the exact same equipment as everybody. Please, what are we talking? He about? All the F one teams out of the garage watching that race. So when people get talking about how Lewis got to step into a front running car straight out of you know straight out of Formula Two, there's a reason behind that. He showed shit that nobody, nobody else was showing. <laughs> right. Okay, and every year he had improved on that, and that and had went every season with at least one race win until last year. And that's the thing that people can't explain. And I've explained it over and over again. From from the very first day of testing, he knew that car was unstable last year. And he made up his mind right then and there, fuck George, I need to find out everything about this car, all its limitations, all its weaknesses, all its strengths, because it's going to take a lot to get this car back to where it was. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, they stepped back a little bit on the power unit because of the new uh, regulations on uh, biofuels. But... That ain't the reason why they they lost last year and losing this year and all of that. It's that error. It's error. When his driving, it's error. And he needed to make sure they understood all of the things that that car needed changes in to get it right. Fuck George. Y'all want to think George beat me? Go right ahead. George even thinks that. He says I'm faster than Lewis. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you after a season like it last year? Yeah, Mr. Top Five. <laughs> he was there. He should have been paying attention to what Lewis was doing. Anybody who was paying attention should have known that Lewis was stretching. He constantly stretched, stretched the setup of that car at every practice session, even if it cost him places in the race because he needed to know what is wrong with this car. And he found out. And then I didn't listen to him, and he had to he had to put him on front street. What do you expect? Facts. So I'm I'm sorry I went way overboard. Oh no, nah, bro! I was gonna let you have that. You were dropping some bars. <laughs> <laughs> dropping and some I, bars. Thank you for always letting me get in. <coughs> Good, my brother. I hope you get. I hope you get well, man. Get that vitamin in, man. Get well. Yeah, I've been and, doing all that. Do your thing, man. I appreciate you coming in, dropping that, man. You close us off just right, my brother. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Hey, y'all, listen, man. Kenny B, hey, coming in, dropping hard, hot bars. We are definitely going to be back next week. I am thinking about changing the show to Wednesdays, all right? Went a little over because we had to postpone coming into the day. Uh, we're going to definitely get it in. Wildcat, hold what you got, my brother. We're going to get it in. We're going to do another live coming up uh, next week, and we're going to be live again later this week. Hey, y'all went absolutely crazy dropping bars. Alex coming in. I think that's the third woman that we've had 
Third assist we've had come onto the channel, drop bars, okay? Tanya, you know, we had Maria. Now we got Alice coming in. Yo, it, no, and then we got Lauren. We got official Lauren. We had her come in dropping, so it's fourth. So it's been absolutely awesome. Like, this show is worth postponing. Let me know in the comment section if you all would prefer Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If so, I'll look at my schedule, see if we can change that. Tonight's show was epic. It was awesome. I really appreciate all the hot bars. Y'all stay tuned. Y'all make sure y'all stay ready because we damn sure going to be going live again, doing our thing. Uh, we're going to be live this weekend for the E-Race, so don't forget about that. So make sure you get ready for that. Wildcat's going to be pulling up for that, doing this thing, just like the other E-Racing drivers. So uh, we're going to have a good time with that. Everybody else, join, subscribe to the fam. You already saw I got that autograph signed poster from Baldas, from Joe, that is going to go out to you all in the community. All right, I'm looking forward to that, so don't miss that, okay? Y'all stay up, stay in. I love you. Peace. We out.